0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Speak PR. Today, I am delighted to have Luke Fisher, who is the CEO and co-founder of Mo.Work. And I found Mo.Work when I was looking for a really interesting application for employee engagement and recognition. Luke, thank you for joining me today. No worries. Thank you. Now, Luke, tell us about Mo.Work and what problem are you solving for business owners?
1: So... um I think everybody relies on Mo.Work because the brand's actually Mo and Mo tends to confuse everybody because it's just two letters. Um, Mo is short for moments. Moments is what we think are core to building relationships um, and ultimately enhancing the productivity um, of your team, so it's how do you motivate them, how do you bring them together so that ultimately they are much more productive and perform better ultimately for your organisation. But as an employee they they'll get much more from work if they're experiencing more moments and having a great time with their their colleagues.
0: So just tell us how does that platform work then? Is it a software, is it a a survey? As people are more and more distributed and not going back to the office maybe, it seems like Mo's time has come.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great time for us, and we're busy, busy at the moment. I think people are, are lacking uh, energy, a sense of connection. Um, even some of the you know conversations that you would overhear in the office about a deal that's been done here or a new person that's joining or whatever it might be, all of those little interactions in which you learn um, are lost. Like conversations now are so productive. And, and task orientated in the way that you have a zoom meeting to talk about a thing and that's it and you lose all of the other things that surround it so um, at a practical level we're a platform SaaS platform so um, you would access our website with a, a user account you would download a mobile app or you might see us integrated to a system like slack um, you can um uh, post and share experiences that matter to you we tend to see moments that are worth celebrating from one end of the employee life cycle all the way to the other one so from the moment that you first get your job to the first day that you have in the office to when you pass your probation you get promoted all the way through to when you leave these things are worth sharing and they often bring people closer together um, You can also link it to things to elevate the moments like rewards or experiences that you might want to uh, make to improve, you know, someone delivering a significant contribution or whatever.
0: Now, look, why would someone have a dedicated app like Mo rather than, say, use Facebook and have a company Facebook account?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. We get a lot, actually. And I think the learning when you speak to our users is people in their personal lives are really familiar with segmenting communication channels. And, um, you know, you might have WhatsApp for quick chat, which is like Slack in the workplace. You might have Facebook to go and see what your mum or your nan's up to. Um, And that might be like Microsoft Teams. Um, And then you, you 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 save and reserve specific moments that you might capture with an image for, say, Instagram. And um, the way in which we think about Mo is for those high-quality moments that are much more emotional than functional. So um, the way in which people understand us, albeit the functionality might be consistent, you're posting and people are interacting with it and so on. There's this level of reserve for high quality um, that tends to create that level of distinction. So the call out and the memorable is what you we really want to capture not the everyday interactions the you know the functional chat to get a job done like slack does
0: so in terms of these high quality moments i'd seen that one of the aspects is about recognition from the company to a, a member of the team but also team to team yeah which as you say is another big part of what's missing when people are all working from home could you just talk us through how does that work because that mechanic is really interesting?
1: Yeah, so it, what what um so it comes from a belief really that you know the the leaders of the organization don't see everything that happens like there's a real visibility and context gap the larger a company gets in understanding how somebody's really contributing and that contribution often at a leadership level will only be visible if it's relating to an OKR or a performance objective that's linked to one of the strategic objectives in an operational plan, right? But there's a million things that people do each and every day that isn't captured in terms of a value contribution in uh, those uh, relatively fixed measures. So all of that other contribution, if somebody makes your day or somebody helps you out or somebody goes – Uh, and gives you that extra little bit of effort to um, help you overcome one of the challenges that you've got, it feels good for them, uh, but it also feels good for you and enables you to grow. And those interactions when you're working in a modern team isn't necessarily driven by the company because you're a team of experts driven to achieve a goal uh, in a much more matrix structure than you might have seen in a kind of command and control organization.
0: And you talk about the sort of matrix which implies there's a certain scale of company what sort of companies organizations are using mo and how big do you need to be before it makes sense
1: i think it's less of a question of how big are you and more of a question of how much do you care Um, so if you are a people orientated leader and you know that um you can't do everything and therefore, to deliver the outcomes in which you aspire to, other people have to help you get there. And you realize that f- in exchange for them doing whatever it is that helps you achieve the objective, they need something back. Um, Then we might be right for you. That's how I think and about it. I mean, you- complexity and scale and multiple locations add to that difficulty. And for sure... Um, The larger you get, the less awareness there probably is, or the more countries that you operate in, the harder it is to create those senses of connection and energy and and momentum within the company that we talked about, the atmosphere and the conditions, the culture being one in which um, people thrive in. Um, But you don't have to be a large business. We're a pretty small business and it works pretty well internally.
0: Oh, okay. So you use it yourself. So what would you say, a minimum of maybe 10 people or five people, or or is it simply that... They need to just be maybe in different locations
1: I think yeah, so generally if if you're I mean we've we've had a number of um, companies that use this that are kind of 10, 15, 20 people. Um, I think it, the conditions are also important. if you're sat next to somebody every day, which of course at the minute none of us really are, um, unless you're in a key a key worker position, um, then that's when it you start to see these things break, that sense of connection breaking. And then, then you should think and
0: about what, it. Sorry. Okay. And then you talked about multiple offices. What about language, Luke? Because more and more companies have got offices, even, for example, outsource teams yep. in different countries with different languages. Is this sort of transnational multilingual as a platform as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the the language bit is, is now actually relatively simple to um To fix, like there's loads of third party services that can access your code base and can do a machine translation with a human check, you know, within weeks. So um, we use something called Smartling. There's other things called like Lingo Hub. So the app's in 15 different languages, I think. Um, So, yeah, those kind of things can be supported pretty quickly.
0: Now, another aspect of Mo that I was interested in was um, ideas. I think that also you're helping companies on the ideation process internally. And of course, that's one of the old adages about, you know, we need to be together because collectively, you know, that's when we get stimulated. Mm -hmm. Can you just tell us how Mo is helping with that part of a business culture?
1: Yeah, sure. So the, the key thing in the context of employee engagement is that you feel like you've got a say. So, um, Most of the research papers will talk about it in the context of employee voice. What it really means is that you you, you have the opportunity to say your bit. Um, There's loads of things that we would have seen in companies that um, we've all worked in where you have an idea that something could be better. So we just give people a place to share that, for colleagues to uh, share their views on it through just very simple voting, like thumbs up, thumbs down, to give you a sense of just how important this is. Um, and then they can layer on their comments and suggestions, evolve the idea together, and then um, the um, someone can make a decision on the idea. And it's pretty flexible who can do that. Um, the other thing that we've recently um, added is a challenges concepts. So leaders um, can put forward specific challenges so that they can encourage employees to come up with ideas relating to some of their challenges. Um, so it's a really nice way to align top priorities for the organisation with um. Willing uh, to suggest improvements um, throughout the organization.
0: And do you have some kind of rewards program built in, so that if someone did come up with the fourth solution to COVID, for example, <laughs> yeah. uh, could they get a you know a six pack? What's the <laughs> that, kind so, of re- so, so <laughs> any so you, kind of coupons or yeah, so prizes and have, things like that? W-
1: we've avoided most of the traditional kind of points mean prizes type reward structure. Um, what we uh, we talk about meaning over money so how do you understand what's important to somebody Um, at um, you know it and it really comes down to individual circumstance so how something that might be motivating and meaningful to me might be very different to you might be something you just don't want Um, and we think the same in terms of how people should be rewarded it should be about what matters to them. So an example of that might be, you know, the ability to take a day off or the ability to um, take a course that you've been wanting to that gets you accredited in the thing in which you um, do. might be to go out for lunch or a few beers with your colleagues um, that you've been distant from for ages. So all of those things in our world would be a, a means of creating a moment and, and elevating it with some financial enablement from the company.
0: Now, one of the things that interested me about this creative moments is you're getting potentially some social media content. Um, are you finding that these moments are then being used by the company, for example, for for recruitment, for example, or for even promoting what a great place it is to work?
1: Yeah. So, one of the fascinating things in the way in which, like, recently companies have got fairly savvy to employer brand and employee value proposition and how you articulate what it really means to be associated to this organization. And um, as much as you uh, might, you know, design a beautifully looking web page, or as much as you might pen down all of the most perfect words that summarize what it looks like, there's nothing really that represents it better than the experiences that your people share. So, how do you showcase those? Um, there's, there's nothing better than taking content in which has been shared, uh, celebrated by your people, uh, to bring that to life and add some real credibility to what you're saying. So, yes. And
0: yeah. And can you give us any sort of a case study of what the, kind of what's the impact on the organization? We talk about engagement levels, right. And, uh, Something crazy like 70, 80% of all people who are working are not engaged at work, which is a terrible loss of course of productivity. Do you have any kind of before and after metrics for the impact of Mo at work? Yeah, we do. I think
1: um, if I'm speaking honestly, like people make investment in this market for either uh, moral improvement or moral investment um, or economic investment and economic gain. And I think. Many um, just want to create the environment for people to succeed and therefore don't seek to measure. Um, others aren't measuring because they're not commercially savvy enough to measure the impact. Um, and then the, um, what is currently the fairly few that are measuring impact um, see results typically across uh, what we brand as a value ladder. So um, they'll get a level of sentiment improvement first up, uh, they then typically see a level of um, reduced churn, so people are less likely to want to leave. Um, they will um, see improvements to employee engagement. So um, the survey that people typically do to measure the levels of employee engagement or satisfaction, uh, we've got countless examples of improving that. And we think the big opportunity is how do you motivate people such that they become more productive and therefore perform better um, and that's our, that's our next big challenge is proving with some confidence and, um, good solid attribution to, uh, productivity improvement, uh, attribution to. And the simulator. other one is, on.
0: Yeah. And in terms of you, you talk about investment there, Luke, how much money are we talking about for your average company and what's the pricing model?
1: Yeah, sure. So we're typically priced based on the number of people. Um, and it's probably at and around, uh, the price of a cup of coffee per person. So I went to Starbucks this morning. I was amazed that my coffee cost me, uh, more than three pounds. Um, so less than that.
0: (laughs) Really? So that really is a very low cost entry for people to be able to roll this out. Right. And that's a monthly program, presumably.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if you're, if you're a hundred people, you're looking at 300 quid a month, um, or there and thereabouts.
0: And can you give us some name checks? Any customers that are currently working with you, um, using MoWork?
1: I, c- I can. I'm trying to think desperately who we've got on our website, and that I know that we've got permission to share. Um, we a good one. Um, so we're we're recording this in the UK. So William Hill. So William Hill will be a great example. So we're live with them across five countries: UK, US, uh, Philippines, and can't remember where their other locations are in Europe. SHL is another business that we often talk about. So they play in the HR tech space. Uh, I think they're in about 25 countries around the world. Um, So, yeah, lots of them. Have a a look at the website. It's got a much better memory than I have.
0: (laughs) Okay, I will do. And where do you see the impact of COVID affecting your business, Luke? What what do you think you'll need to do in the kind of human resource engagement that's driven by the impact of COVID?
1: I think um, COVID has acted as a catalyst for many of the changes that were happening in work anyway. Like more and more people wanted to work flexibly. More and more people um, wanted to work for a company that they cared about, that were making the right kind of decisions and had values that they could stand by. It wasn't just about the money. Um, the a uh, level of kind of digital acceleration to support working from home um, means that all of these things have just happened a lot faster than probably most people in my position or in HR expected them to. So I think it gives a really good opportunity um, to not, you know, not fall back to where we were and to give people much more choice to get the right balance between productive work, collaborative work, level of social connection that you get from work. Um, And the, I guess, the opportunity depends on where these things wash out. Like, I hope that it means that we continue to be able to work more flexibly in a way that means that we can really get the best out of ourselves and the experience that we have at work. And that we see it much more of a means to an opportunity rather than just a means to an end. Um, but it really depends on how some of this stuff washes out. If, if we, you know, if businesses mandate everybody back to the office, um, then we're kind of going back to where we were.
0: And speaking of where we were, where can people find you, Luke, if they want to talk to you more about mo.work?
1: Uh, well, there you go. You've just said it. So the web address is www.mo, which is M O So that's, that's it. It's it? that easy.
0: <laughs> that easy. It's been not work, it's been a pleasure, Luke. Thanks for joining me. (laughs) Thanks so so much, cheers. You've been listening to Luke Fisher today with me on the Speak PR podcast. And uh, we've been talking about using Mo.Work as a platform for engagement for your team, which I think is important because having your team as evangelists for your business is gonna be one of the best ways to ensure productivity, reduce churn, but also to get the kind of alignment and results that you want. So thanks for listening to this episode. And if uh, you're interested, do check out the speakpr.co website for the mastermind. In the meantime, I wish you the best of health, a profitable business, and if you've got staff, you think about engaging them and do that with Mo.Work.